Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Did somebody say playoffs? The NBA, Major League Baseball, and NHL are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Can't wait to see the Lakers and the Clippers or the Bucks or whoever in the NBA uh, advance further to the NBA Finals uh, and possibly put something down on that. Take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back into Franchise Players, your home for triad sports coverage here in the state of North Carolina. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson. Carolina Panthers entering week two of training camp down in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And who better to report down there, live from down there every day, uh, Kevin Avery, a member of the four-man rush. You may be familiar with him if you are a Carolina Panthers fan uh, and love things like film, analysis, uh, observations on the team. They are fantastic. You can follow them on Twitter at the number four O U R man rush all one word four man rush. Kevin, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Man, doing good, man. Just, uh, getting my second win here, but you know, feeling pretty good. So the, the biggest thing that happened, uh, at Panthers, uh, training camp, uh, so far this week was on Tuesday, where uh, rookie safety TJ Ivy was released uh, shortly after a shot to the head of uh, wide receiver Keith Kirkwood uh, that actually sent the four-year wide receiver to a Spartanburg hospital. Were you in the vicinity when this happened? Can you describe what the play? Because uh, it kind of looked. I've seen the video that's out on Twitter, but it's still kind of far away. You can't really tell exactly uh, what happened. What was your viewpoint of that? Well, my viewpoint of it was um, Kirkwood looked like he was running some sort of uh, crossing route, a uh, deep crossing route, and he had to jump up to get the ball, which he did. Um, the man that was on him, I'm assuming in the corner, I couldn't tell because it was a bang, bang play. Yeah. Um, he had hit him low, and as he was coming down, uh, Ivy, uh, with his shoulder, hit him in the head and neck area, and that's what caused the um, – uh, that's what caused the uh, injury to take place and the scare and everything. So it was like a bam, bam, bam type of play. Um, did it did yeah. it look malicious to you, like when it occurred, or did it look like just one of those situations? Because we've seen it the past couple years in particular, where like a guy might be you know in a motion catching a ball or in the air and anticipates a hit coming and actually starts to lower themselves like downward to try to get out of the way, and in fact they actually get more into the way uh, and, and get more uh, 
damaged or, or hit up? Was it something along those lines or was it just kind of a, an awkward fall from, uh, from Kirkwood? Yeah, I, I honestly don't believe uh, Ivy was out there to do it with any malicious intent or anything. Um, you know, from my perspective, uh, I didn't know if you had a chance to uh, read my observation, but I actually shared the, um, the explanation that he gave uh, Panthers beat writer Jonathan Alexander, the Charlotte Observer, mm-hmm. you know, describing it here. Uh, did you get a chance to check it out yet? No, I haven't had a chance to check. I've been doing uh, segments all day, so I've, I've been kind of away from the online here. Okay, well, I'll read it to you real quick. Um, yeah. and, this, and, this, and like I said, you can go to the, the foremanrush.com website and um, scroll down under um, feature blogs, and you'll see this will be up under day six uh, observations. Uh, but uh, right in the middle, um, it says, and this is uh, Ivy speaking, he says, truthfully, I feel terrible for the play. I'm glad Keith is doing fine. But as a teammate, I'm supposed to protect my brothers during practice. And I didn't do that today. And I let the team and coaches down. In hindsight, I should have pulled up and punched the ball out rather than take a thud. I didn't have to. I didn't have time to process, but I should have done that. I was aiming for the ball and didn't think I hit him that hard or launched into him. But looking back at the clip, there's different ways to draw the ball, and I didn't choose the most efficient way. So that was what. Uh, JT Ivey told uh, Jonathan Alexander, the Charlotte Observer, you know, his side of, of what happened. And as we all know, it wasn't even 45 minutes later. Uh, he was cut from the team, um, mm-hmm. sent home packing. Uh, that move kind of surprised me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can understand the emotion of the moment, um, you know, with the latest Kurtwood update. Uh, he was able to leave the hospital um, like a few hours later. So okay. glad that it wasn't anything of a long-standing overnight type of thing, you know, right. um, you know, so that was good. Matter of fact, I had got the update as I was driving to work and I actually went live on the format rush with that, uh, with that update, um, you know, cause what me and the fellas was talking about in the chat was this, you know, obviously, you know, JTIB is kind of viewed as a camp body, but let's just say had that been Jeremy Chin or Sam Franklin or Justin Burris, you know, one mm-hmm. of the, quote, rules got, would he have retaliated with the same action? Like, you know, I don't know if you've seen a tweet by former Carolina Panther great Charles Johnson, but he was like, these are for teaching moments. Like, yeah, you know, was this, um, you know, are you sending out the right message by, you know, cutting a guy like this, you know, and then we started talking about, yeah, like, what if it had been, you know, Chen that did the same thing? I don't yeah, think you would have cut in the Jeremy Chin. You know, yeah, that's a great question. Like that. That's a great one. No one's really brought something like that up. And I hadn't really thought about it. I hadn't really had time to, to process all of it today with everything right. going on. But that's an excellent point. Like if that had been, uh, you know, like you said, Jeremy Chin, then the same thing had happened. Would Jeremy Chin be sitting on the street right now? Probably not. So uh, it, it, does it feel like while you're at training camp, does it feel like a pro training camp? Or does it feel more like a college type atmosphere? Because it does feel like, uh, as I'm as I'm flipping through, uh, by the way, the foremanrush.com is where you can go to get these observations as uh, Kevin is at training camp every day, uh, dropping these in. I'm kind of going through a little bit of it right now. Um, but just reading what you had wrote today, uh, that Coach Rule is still making players who have pre-snap penalties run laps. Uh, so Sam Darnold was running laps today. Um, does it feel does the atmosphere feel more like a college atmosphere or does it feel like a pro atmosphere because you've been to these training camps before for the Panthers run by Ron Rivera. How much of a different feel is it now 
uh, with the rule out there as opposed to what it was, you know, two years ago with Rivera? Um, it's definitely a difference. One of the biggest difference that I noticed uh, outside of the disciplinary disciplinary action you just mentioned is these these coaches, the coach staff under rule. You know, when they break down into their positional groups, like they're literally being teachers, they're not and more and not just called a football coach. Like, like when they go over a concept or a certain technique, they'll tell you a why you should do it this way, b here's the results of doing it this way. C, why you shouldn't do this way. And then D, by doing the wrong way, this could happen. So they're very thorough in, in giving you the decision of why you need to do it this way versus this way outside of the traditional, hey, no, don't do that. Do it like this. You know, it's like they put a lot of emphasis on making sure that players are comprehending just how important these small details are. That's that's one of the biggest differences that I've noticed uh, with the – uh, Matt Rule training camp and coaching staff versus Rivera. Now, that's not to say that Rivera staff uh, didn't do details, but on this level of in-depth, what I've been hearing from my ears, um, you know, when they're on the field closest to me, it's definitely something that's um, that's 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 refreshing uh, to hear. Now, as far as the whole thing about the um, the atmosphere, I would say it does have a little bit of a college feel to it because. You know, I can remember, you know, in high school, you know, even in high school, you know, you know, pre-stat seminars, you know, you, uh, uh, you know, you, uh, you got to do some running, you know, yeah. I don't know if you remember from Remember Titans when, uh, they said to Petey, how many feet are in a mile? 5,280. You pick this ball up and you run every last one of them. That's what I had in mind when I watched because, um, because man, because like, uh, <laughs> Yesterday, the practice. I mean, I mean, he had about five or six guys doing laps because I mean, like it was it was silly stuff. It's the stuff that costs us games. So yeah, I, I like it. You know, I mean, if you know the snap count, why are you jumping? Right. Yeah, I I agree. I actually like it too. And, and to me, I kind of last year, my hope was that when Rule came in, it would be like a Pete Carroll effect, like when he came into Seattle. Because it was the same type of situation. I remember people talking about how Pete Carroll was transferring over what he was doing at USC. It was more of a college atmosphere. It wasn't really like a pro thing, but that that would wear off after about three or four years and that it wouldn't last. And to their uh, defense, they were basically right. It did kind of wear off after three or four years, but they didn't realize Seattle would just flip the team. And they've been kind of doing that uh, ever since and building it through the drafts, like in these later uh, rounds and it seems like Carolina is doing something similar. Helps that you've got a general manager and Scott Fitter that's from Seattle's uh, program and kind of understands what they did to build that up and keep that college atmosphere going. Got Kevin Avery on the line with us here from the Four Man Rush. Definitely go check them out at thefourmanrush.com. Uh, they're giving observations from Carolina Panthers training camp every day. Kevin is there in the mornings watching the practices and 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 letting us know what's going on. Um, Real quick, let's go down the checklist here because there's a couple of things I want to know. Sam Darnold, what have you seen from Sam Darnold the past couple of days that that excites you and that worries you? Okay, as far as what excites me about Sam Darnold, um, it, it would be his arm. Like when he throws that ball, like he he has displayed the ability to put the right amount of zip and touch on a pass. Now that part, I, I can honestly, you know me, I was I was a huge supporter of Bridgewater. You are, you know. And, you know, and and still wishing well in Denver, but uh, I could definitely see now why they went for this move, you know, seeing it live in the living color. Like, uh, and I'm not just talking about deep pass, to be honest with you, um, Des. Uh, yeah. 
eighty percent of the passes have been t- twin quarterbacks, like ten yards and below. So if for people that were upset, talking about check down Teddy, well, <laughs> if you come to camp, <laughs> and that's all three of the quarterbacks. Now I don't know if that's by design. I don't know if if Brady and Rule are t- want the quarterbacks to you know start off taking the easy yards first because it seems like three players run out on routes, clear everything out, and then whoever's underneath, that's who they're throwing to. Mm. Um, you know, that's that's what I've noticed in the seven on uh, in the seven on sevens and even on the eleven on elevens. Now, I can say that I've seen a few more intermediate to deeper balls thrown, but not not any volume. So if anybody comes down thinking they're gonna see some sort of air show, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> you're, you're you're not gonna see that. You're gonna see pretty much about seventy five percent is is gonna be short stuff. Maybe a couple of intermediates, and you might get a. Uh, two or three deep balls down the field. So if y'all thinking that by getting Donald that we're going to, you know, airing it out like that so far, it, that's not what they're, that's not what's been, um, that's not what's been on display. So that's what excites me. Now, what makes me nervous is, uh, you know, his time in the pocket. Now, mind you, they just put pads on for the first time today. And I know with the red dress can't be touched, but uh, when someone's not open, he's just standing there. And, you know, with his athleticism, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying take off when your first or second read isn't there, but if your third read isn't there and you feel comfortable to throw it, I need him to, you know, make some sort of uh, move or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying be a hero or anything, um, but uh, he definitely is a someone that's looking to make a play. And uh, I, I haven't really seen him force it, but I, I just think that his decision-making needs to uh, definitely, definitely pick up because when he – because when it's there, he uh, he gets the ball in, in good ball placement. You know, it's another thing I like. But uh, so far from what I've seen, that's those are what I like and don't like about um, Sam Donald. Uh, what have you seen about Christian McCaffrey um, in terms of him being back? Uh, <laughs> best player in our team. Only played two and a half games really last year. Uh, what have you seen from Christian McCaffrey? Do you have any worries whatsoever uh, regarding him <laughs> going into the season? Man, let me say this with, with every fiber of my body. I have zero worries about <laughs> Christian. Number one, it looks like he done packed on another five pounds of muscle. Like he easily, <laughs> easily looks like he's about 220 right now. Seriously, wow. I don't know. Like, <laughs> man, <laughs> you know, you know, um, you know, just <laughs> like you see him is like really a, a chiseled Adonis out there. Like, like he, he came into camp last year, you know, already looking, you yeah. know, I remember, nice. the, I remember the picks that were out the one with them, they were showing his arm kind of like a uh, bulge up. Everybody was like, Oh my gosh, Chris McCaffrey's bulked up or whatnot. Yeah, but like but now his legs, like, you know, I don't know if the new f- girlfriend, fiance, supermodel chick or what, whatever they, but, he did not waste time sitting around while uh, missing games last year. Like he, <laughs> he was putting in work. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah. So, but as far as from a football, I mean, look here. You know, the front seven has been terrorizing the offensive line without pads. The only time they didn't was when McCaffrey didn't have the ball. Now I understand they couldn't take shots, but when they had pads on today, they could actually get some pops. Mm-hmm. They 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 can't. He's at least getting three or four. Runs that make you think he's bad, like oh, he, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it's it was good to it was it was definitely good to see that because I mean, what I'm what I'm noticing is his ability to stop and start and change directions on a sudden dime and then back up is like tremendous. He reminds me of 
really Le'Veon Bell in his prime. Like he'll hit the hole and whatever the defender in front of him does, he's making them miss. You know what I'm saying? So it's important that if this if this offensive line can give him two yards, if he can get to the linebacker level, yeah, forget about it. Mm. See, <laughs> forget I'm about all, it. You I'm know? always. And I've always been laughed at for this, but I've always compared Christian McCaffrey to Marshall Falk, like in terms of their skill set, their size, their 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 field vision, uh, their hands, their route running. Like if, if you really kind of put them side by side, they're kind of the same player almost. And people hear that and they just laugh at it. Like oh, there's no Marshall Falk, blah, 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 Hall of Fame. There's no way Christian McCaffrey's like that. Until you watch Christian McCaffrey play. <laughs> when you actually watch him play for a, a full three and a half hours on a Sunday – and he's got it going. I mean, he runs routes better than most wide receivers do on some of these teams. Like it's, and Joe Brady didn't have him. Joe Brady didn't have him last year, and they ended up winning five games anyway. So I'm I'm pretty geeked about that. Um, real quick here, as as we get out of here, Kevin Avery from the Four Man Rush giving us a report from Panthers training camp. Who's been the biggest surprise to you so far out of the rookie class that you've seen uh, out there? All right. Well, when you say surprise, that would mean that they're doing something that I wouldn't be expecting. So, even oh, well, though, well, actually, let me rephrase that then. Okay, who's been the biggest standout out of the the rookies that you uh, that we drafted? Because we drafted a whole bus of them. Uh, yeah, is there we drafted a, eleven of them? Yeah, is there a particular <laughs> rookie that stands out to you more than the rest of them after you've uh, seen a little bit over a week now of training camp? Oh man, I, I mean, I've I've actually been. Been able to keep up with about about nine of them, really. I mean, just to get a quick rundown, JC Horn is good as advertised now. He's going, he's going to get, you know, he's going to get worked a few times because I've seen it in the camp. I mean, you know, o- Omar Bayless, you know, done left them. Robbie Anderson, you know, but that's mm-hmm. one on that's one on one drills. That's what I tell people. The advantage always goes to the wide receiver on those one on one drills. Right, they know where you they're know going. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. But. um but uh, Terrence Marshall's he he's had some drops and hand buds, but you can see that when he um, when he catches is he's a uh, he's definitely going to be a, a playmaker uh, in this offense. Now I'm gonna tell you this who who who's gonna be my surprise. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say Tommy Trumbull, hmm. um, the tight end, because you know he was known most as a blocking tight end. Now the Saturday night practice with the kickoff, he did have a couple of drops, but since then he's been. You know, very solid. Look like he knows how to find his place open. Like this tight end group is uh, really going to surprise some people because between him, Dan Arnold, and um, brought back from last year, number eighty-six, Colin um, Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and no disrespect to shade to Ian Thomas. You know, but he's he's he hasn't had the strongest camp so far. He's 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 dropped about three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just just to be honest. But the tight end group as a whole, I really. I really think they're going to be the surprise group um, out of everybody, but um, but yeah, uh, you know that's you know Tommy Trimble will be my guy. But I'm gonna tell you a guy to look out for that's gonna um, when when it when it really matters the most. Yeah. Fifth round pick Davion Nixon, the defensive tackle out of Iowa. Oh yeah, yes. If you like line play and you appreciate things like leverage, oh I do separation. Um. You know, hand displacement, like he 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 plays the game with leverage. Like he, you 
you got to work to get up underneath his pads. You know, like like it was one practice, like him and Derek Brown were taking turns getting tackles for losses. I was like, Trace. oh no, you know, Whoa. you know. And Man. another thing here, um, real quick, throw this in for wrapping up. I know a lot of people have been asking me what's our base defense. You know, and they and even though they've came out and said four three, there's sixty seven percent of stuff that I've seen so far. When we're in a base, has been the three four, the thirty front. So again, I'm thinking that we're going to be a lot more hybrid to adjust to whatever the scheme comes. Now, if it calls for a forty man front with the four three base or four two five nickel, cool. Because when we go nickel, that's what I see more of the forty front look. But when we go on base, when they come out in you know basic personnel, um, it's three down and four backers, man. So um, I really think this defense is going to have a position to be able to play either front um effectively i you know i am excited to see this defense because they did come on i think people kind of forget they kind of came on the last month of the season uh 2020 it was almost like a, a switch went off and they started playing a little better because we were getting gashed uh for most of the 2020 season uh where we could score and move the ball on teams but we couldn't stop anybody and that they slowly started getting it's like almost like they started understanding what they were being taught uh, as we got into like November and then December. And then what they did in the draft. I'm so excited. I, this is one of the best drafts, in my opinion, on paper that the Panthers have ever had in terms of what they brought in uh, that they needed talent. Um, and I, I'm just excited to see them go. Now, if Davion Nixon can end up starting beside Derek Brown, the Panthers have been at their best when they've got two man-eating defensive tackles in the middle of that line and letting whoever's playing defensive end on both sides just run amok. Uh, and if they can get those two guys working in tandem in the middle, you got you can let, you know, Brian Burns just run wild. And uh, I'm just excited for it. I'm excited for it. So um, we're going we're gonna to check back in with you guys in the four-man rush as we uh, continue on here. Camp Wofford, um, Kevin Avery from the four-man rush. You can keep up with him at – the number four O U R man rush on Twitter Four man rush, um, or just go to their website and you can get everything from there. Uh, the four man rush.com Kevin Avery. I appreciate you, brother. We'll definitely be happy back on here real soon to talk some more Panthers as we get ready for the 2021 season. Okay. Daz, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, it's always good chopping it up. You know, we was doing this for years before we got to where we are, man. So, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, it's like second nature talking uh, talking football with you, so I appreciate the invite. Yeah, bro. We we I didn't think about it, but we go back a little ways now, man. It all started with twenty twelve. Yeah, it all started with love of Panthers football, and man, look at us now. Our mamas would be proud of us. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 uh, I'm uh, very 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 happy that uh, we're able to continue to do this, and I'm definitely gonna bring you back on soon. So appreciate you, brother. Definitely, definitely appreciate it. Coming up, more from franchise players here on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.